Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Well, let's get you up to date on what you need to know in this edition of the St. Louis All Local from KMOX. Today is Wednesday, January 17th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. The city of Clayton is holding a public forum tonight to answer any questions about the proposed purchase of the Calaris, formerly Brown Shoe Company headquarters. It'll be from 6 to 8 at the theater at Wydown Middle School. The school district's purchase of the Calaris building has been controversial. Criticism is that there was a lack of communication regarding the purchase and concerns about lost tax revenue. There's a lawsuit filed by a group of Central West End condo owners against local barbecue restaurant chain Salt and Smoke, alleging their rags soaked with cooking oil and grease caused a major fire. The building was uh, heavily damaged by fire, uh, and uh, there was extensive smoke damage uh, as well. Uh, in essence, uh, the entire building had to be gutted uh, from the inside and uh, Rebuilt. Attorney Jerry Griman tells KMOX they're seeking the difference between what the insurance company is covering and the cost of the rebuild. Griman says while Salt and Smoke and Mission Taco may have shared a linen container, the oils on the rags in question were traced back to Salt and Smoke. The St. Louis HUDS committee advanced a bill to grant a tax abatement to Midas Hospitality to renovate the hotel across from Enterprise Center. While Alders had previously indicated they cannot support the abatement if the developers Midas Hospitality could not work towards a neutrality agreement with a local hospitality union, their hands were tied by state law. Alderman Shane Cohn says the law prevents them from requiring the developers to work with the union. Unfortunately, you know, it is the law of the state that the city has to abide by um, that we can't amend this legislation to require that type of an agreement in place. The Alders voted for the bill unanimously, and it will now head to the full board of aldermen. Sean Malone at KMOX News. If you own an assault weapon and live in Illinois, you'll have to register it. The temporary rules from last year are now permanent. A legislative committee agreed Tuesday to allow the permanent rules to go into effect. So far, 30,000 people have registered their weapons with Illinois State Police, but how many more will? Last year, almost three-quarters of sheriffs said they wouldn't enforce the law, and gun owners on social media boasted that they would refuse to register the guns. The ban on new purchases and the registration requirement was prompted by the mass shooting in 2022 at the Highland Park 4th of July parade. The U.S. Supreme Court is expected to take up a challenge to this rule later this year. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker celebrated the accomplishments of the first year of a Smart Start pre-K program today. Governor Pritzker says they surpassed the goal of pre-K spots created for the first year. By helping create and expand 95 programs around the state, resulting in not 5,000, but 5,823 three brand new preschool seats. The original goal was to create 5,000 spots. Pritzker adds that long term he'd like to eliminate all pre-K deserts in the state of Illinois by 2027. Illinoisans could vote from the comfort of their homes soon. Legislation for the state to conduct elections by mail has been proposed by Representative Carol Amons says if the legislation passes it would save money. You would not have to fund select election judges that we also have to pay for 67 polling locations. These would just simply go to your home. People can take the time to look at their ballots and research the candidates and then simply mail them back. So it would have some savings. How does evolving technology complicate the right to privacy? A private company planning to use drones to conduct surveillance over city neighborhoods is providing a legal test. Brad Young, KMOX legal analyst, says there are laws regulating the government from following individuals. There's some question about whether that would or would not apply to drones, but clearly the Supreme Court says that that where you go, even if it's on a public street, has some degree of privacy. That protection comes from the Fourth Amendment but does not apply to private companies. Young adds a drone hovering above a home could violate trespassing laws. 
The $150 million project to expand Metrolink from airport to airport is about a third done, $98 million being covered by the state of Illinois. Mark Harrison with Bi-State. This is the extension of Metrolink showing the 5.2 miles from Shiloh Scott Station to a new station at Mid-America Airport. We have a paralleling bike path. Harrison says the project should be completed by the fall or winter of 2025. When two middle school students used the Nazi salute, a Metro East teacher didn't ask for punishment. KMOX's Megan Lynch tells us why. Elizabeth Baumgartner's students were filing into the classroom when she saw it. And I thought, no, that can't be right. And then they did it again. Baumgartner is a dual language teacher at Doris Intermediate School in Collinsville. She realized because her students are primarily Mexican immigrants or children of immigrants, they likely had no knowledge of what took place in Nazi Germany. So over the next two months, this math and science teacher gave them a history lesson during their reading time, using stories, videos, and eventually a trip to the St. Louis Kaplan-Feldman Holocaust Museum. Baumgartner says the students reacted with disbelief and remorse. The lesson she hopes her classes learned... And you do something out of ignorance, that's, that's one thing. But once you learn the, the significance of something, you should never do it again. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. Baumgartner received an Unsung Hero Award from St. Louis Jewish Light for using the situation as a teaching moment. The KMOX Business Desk, news on the Cardinals TV home. Diamond Sports, owner of nearly two dozen regional sports networks, is counting on streaming and a partnership with Amazon for its recovery. A deal with Amazon will give it part ownership of Bankrupt Diamond and its networks a place on Prime Video. Larry Kofsky. Bloomberg Radio. But Cards President Bill DeWitt III tells the Business Journal that the team's streaming rights for now are still held by the league, not Bally. But he says negotiations could result in Cardinals games on Prime this season. Well, as we continue on KMOX, we want to bring you the very latest when it comes to the efforts to legalize sports betting in the state of Missouri. Uh, we told you about the uh, major sports teams in the state, including the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, leading an initiative to get petition signatures to put this issue on the ballot. What is the latest out of the state capitol? We welcome in Fox 2 Capital correspondent Emily Manley. Thanks for joining us, Emily. Hello, from Jefferson City. Yeah, so what is the very latest? What's been the, the reaction? Might this spur uh, some uh, movement in Jefferson City so they don't have to go to the ballot? You would think that maybe this would light a fire under some butts when it comes to getting this across the finish line legislatively instead of the sports teams taking it to the ballot for voters to decide. Lawmakers have been very outspoken in the past that they're not always a fan of the initiative petition process. Well, since this word has come out about these sports teams moving forward with this petition, that it's not really pushing lawmakers forward to do anything more. For example, House Majority Leader John Patterson, who lives in the Kansas City District, who has been very vocal that he has heard from constituents who drive right across state lines to place their sports bet and then come back into Missouri, he said that this feels like it takes the pressure off the General Assembly. And yes, he would like to do it legislatively, but he doesn't expect it to happen this session. So maybe this is the way that Missouri voters, Missourians, can get exactly what they want by just voting on it at the ballot. I have to say over in the Senate, we've heard from Senate President Caleb Browden previously saying, you know what, it's not really going to be any different this year. Not even sure if it'll come up for a vote in the upper chamber. So maybe this is the only way for Missouri voters to get exactly what they want, and that is sports betting. So nothing really new on this side of the fence here, other than they're now waiting to see what these sports teams really can do. I want to make a note that it is important that these 
sports teams get this petition signed. It is required to have a signature by 170,000 Missouri voters who are registered, and they have to do that by the beginning of May. So they are on a timeline as well. Yeah, the uh, president of the Cardinals, Bill DeWitt III, said that uh, efforts to persuade lawmakers have been futile. He says they're optimistic that the pattern's going to change, uh, and he referenced how the House has passed this, but the Senate has been where it's gone to die. I have to say that every year it's like Groundhog Day a little bit in this building. I've covered it now for nearly five years, and every year the House passes it more than once normally, and normally a couple of bills head over to the Senate, but in the Senate it just is a dead end. And I have a feeling with no new uh, senators in the chamber this year, things are going to be the exact same way, and the big hurdle for it is video lottery terminals. They're those slot machines that you might see at some gaming parlors, like inside gas stations. Those aren't regulated in Missouri. And there are some senators that say, you know what, the only way you're going to get sports betting across the finish line is if you regulate these video lottery terminals. And so I'm not expecting personal opinion here. If I was a betting person, I'd say don't expect it to happen before May. But you can't be a betting person in the state of Missouri right now, Emily. (laughs) You got me. You got me. (laughs) You know, I did run into uh, some of those uh, lottery terminals, uh, video gaming terminals at a St. Louis uh, area bar over the weekend. And a lot of friends were saying, wait, is that allowed? Are Are those like what you see in a casino? And that has been a big issue by itself in the state legislature and amongst the law enforcement agencies and others in Jeff City. I have to say that is one of the most confusing topics, and it's something that I even hear from Missourians and viewers across the state going, wait, you talk about this on TV, but why why am I seeing these in, in these gas stations or in these bars? Well, guess what? They're not regulated in the state. So if they do tell you that, you know, a winner might happen every fifth time the game is played, you can't guarantee that because nobody is overseeing it. Also, the the companies or the people that own those machines aren't paying any taxes for any of the winnings. So there's no way to guarantee that winners are being paid out the correct amount and if there's any winners to begin with. And as we wrap up with Fox 2 Capital Correspondent Emily Manley, you were in a hearing about cutting personal property taxes, which people just paid. Exactly. And it's going to be a fight again this year. You can guarantee it that Senator Bill Eichel, who's also running for governor, he's making it a priority this year. The only thing that's different about this year compared to last, he has an amendment or provision in the bill that would instead allow for services to get reimbursed if they would lose out on revenue from personal property taxes. So something definitely to watch here in Jefferson City as we are uh, about in the third week of the legislative session. We appreciate you keeping your ears to it and keeping us up to date. Fox 2's Emily Manley from Jefferson City. Thank you so much for your time. Of course. Thank you for joining us. Search for St. Louis All Local on your favorite podcast app.